This is the TV Podcast with Chuck Thomas and Greg Scott. ITV have commissioned a new primetime series called The Wine Show. Uh, The 13-part series will take viewers on an entertaining journey of wine. Are you excited? Um, <laughs> a wine program oh I suppose it's just wine it's going to be alright but it's a 12 week series isn't it uh, no it's a 13 part series oh 13 yes, part Greg, series because there's so much to talk about wine they couldn't get it into 12 but there's not is there there's not I mean <laughs> uh, oh this wine's nice this wine isn't that's it. I like wine. Can I shock you? I maybe, like wine. Maybe you should do your own version called The Wine Show, W-H-I-N-E. H? And it's you W-H. whining about wine. Let's get it right, please. You're broadcasting now. H. You can't be common. No, not H. 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 He was always my favourite character in Steps. <laughs> what, H? H. It's not H. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving anyway, on. Go on. Uh, now, this is hosted by Matthew Good and Matthew Reese, who are both passionate oh, about yeah. wine. Uh, are you passionate about a particular drink? Because I was thinking we could do our own drink show. Uh, I've always been passionate about Umbongo. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. How about you? What do, what do you like? What's yeah, your vim- tipple? Vimto. Vimto. I like a bit of Vimto. Yes. Apple ties. I like apple ties. <laughs> um, water's quite nice. We could do a show about water. Moving on, TLC have commissioned a new dating show called Undressed. Uh, Each week, two complete strangers will undress each other, get naked and climb into a bed for their first date. Is this going to work? Uh, Not if you and me are cast in the first show, mate. (laughs) What, me and you together? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not getting into bed stark as with you. Not again. I burst into you in your dressing room once and it was not a pretty sight, I tell you. I wouldn't use the Uh, phrase burst in. (laughs) Um, No, you see, it is going to get an audience to begin with and people are going to be disappointed after the first episode because only only so far they can go. Uh, If you put naked into or any suggestion of nakedness or sex into the title of a show, it does get an audience initially. I cannot think for the life of me there was a Sky One show which had quite a boring title and they ran it and halfway through the series they changed the title to to uh to in, insinuate that there was some sort of naughtiness in it some sort mm. of sexiness or nakedness and they got three times the viewers the moment they did it so maybe but, we we could call this the uh, the naked sexy tv podcast well, would that help our ratings cuz Boy, we need help. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, do it. Do it. The, se- the, the, the oh, what, how can you make television sexy? Well, Put Stephen Mulhern on it. While they're in the bed, a giant screen will ask them questions and set them tasks designed to rapidly foster a relationship. When the time is up, the couple must decide to stay in bed or leave the room. Now that sounds like an amazing format. Like I say, it's gonna it's gonna appeal to a certain section of society. Shall people we like, say people like you and me? <laughs> we'll ch- yeah, we'll have a look at it out of interest. But it's 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 yeah, it's called undress. Yeah, people are gonna be curious. Now, a lot of people I know in the in the world of talent, they're being told that to go on to television and start your career, you need to go on a dating show. So, which one would you go on? If you had a choice, would you go on Take Me Out, First Dates, or Undateables? Undateables. Why? Because I am. <laughs> for, well, I'm married for a start. But secondly, I've gone up to 17 stone nine recently. That's outrageous. I've, I've been comfort eating. Well, uh, we all do that, it's Greg. All, it's, 
Did, uh, well, did, you don't. You're as skinny as a rake. Did it comfort you? No, it blimey didn't. That's the problem. <laughs> um, I'm like, comfort could... eating now to, to because my comfort eating didn't work. <laughs> Channel 4 has commissioned a new documentary called Heston's Dinner in Space. <laughs> in the show, British astronaut Tim Peake challenges Heston to create food that he can eat in space. Are you excited? <laughs> I just want to see Tim Peake eating soup in space. Oh. I just want to, I want to see him pour it out of the pan and then try and get it in his mouth with zero gravity. <laughs> I think that'd be amazing. I mean, well, you know, dinner in space, what, what are you going to do? It's 90 minutes, this show. It's a one-off. What can you say? Hester, I mean, how are they going to get the food up there? I suppose that's one question <laughs> that will be answered. A Channel 4 spokesman said Heston has worked closely with the UK Space Agency and NASA to push the boundaries of sausages. Um, now, Tim went into space in December. <laughs> do you think he's getting bored of sausage sarnies as, as he moved on to the pot noodles yet, do you think? I suppose that is a fascinating point that they can exploit. You know, what has he been eating and how does he manage? Um, but just just attaching Heston to the whole thing and, and, you know, and if Heston does do some really weird concoctions. So if Tim is sick in space, you know, if he's we- if he's wearing his space suit and he's got his helmet on, that's going to be a me- that's going to be messy. It's going to be messy whether he's got the helmet on or not. Where's he? It's going to go all over the place, isn't it? Now, if you were sent into space for two years, just imagine this, Greg. It's a bit like Scarborough, but without any gravity. What would you like to take with you? I'd take my dog, Mildred. You would eat your dog. We're talking about meals. No, I wouldn't. Oh, a meal? Well, you didn't say that. You said, well, what would you take with you? The show's called Dinner in Space. All right, what would I take with me? <laughs> well, um, Mildred. Yeah, I'd take, still take Mildred. She's got quite a bit of meat on her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, moving on, BBC One have commissioned a new daily show called Country File Diaries. It's based on the hugely popular Country File that gets 8 million viewers every week. Greg, is this going to work? Isn't this a classic example of, ooh, they love it, let's ram it down their necks <laughs> until they're sick of it. Now, Country Files started in 1988 with 2 million viewers. Last year, it was beating X Factor on Sunday nights. So why is a show about farming doing so well? I'd like to know the point where it suddenly exploded, where it went popular. I've never seen, I've still never watched one edition of it. But John Craven, who is 76 years old, and someone said the other day that I look like him. Brilliant. I'm only 29 years younger. Um, But uh, John Craven, isn't it proof that him hosting one of the most popular shows on television, that age should not be a barrier People love older people on television. Uh, And your execs are absolutely convinced that all we want to see are young, good-looking people. John Craven, I salute you, sir. Now, John Craven presents the primetime show. Uh, He's just been signed up for the Daily Version 2. Now, considering the huge audience John gets, why don't you hear him mentioned by TV execs in the same way they talk about Stephen Mulhern and Vernon Kay and, and Ben Shepherd, John is more popular, but you never hear him mentioned. That's a very good point. I mean, they did give him a quiz show to host on BBC Two a few months ago. I'm not particularly sure how that went, mm. uh, but they should they should look at this and learn from it. Um, for some reason, don't ask me why. Earlier on, why? I was listening to the block, but don't ask me. I said I was listening to the Blockbusters theme tune. Oh, why? And it, I don't know. And I was thinking about the relationship that Bob Holness had with your young contestants. Nothing was proven, Greg. Nothing was proven. They're not that... Chuck! 
And no, he, he was brilliant, wasn't he? He was Uncle Bob, and he was great, and everybody loved him from the kids watching to the grannies watching. And that is something that our execs today could learn from so much. A BBC spokesman said, "Viewers love John and can't wait to see what wait he to does. see what he does, he does next." Next. All right, yeah, moving yeah. on. Uh, American TV channel A and E have commissioned a new reality show called Sixty Days In. Now, in this series, seven everyday people will be locked up in a violent prison for two months and asked to serve as undercover agents. It's probably the most bizarre TV show I've ever heard of. Will you be watching this? The station's called A&E. A&E, yes. <laughs> oh, they can't have it over here because the Conservatives will close it down. Hey! hey! You see what I mean? I'm too good for this place. They, they have specified it's going to be a violent prison, haven't they? Yes, it is going to be a violent prison. Uh, I've got the details here. Uh, this is where it gets interesting. According to the county sheriff, the jail is full of illegal drugs and it keeps being smuggled in by corrupt prison guards. So oh. these regular people will be working undercover to find out which guards are smuggling the drugs. Uh, weirdly, one of the contestants is the daughter of Muhammad Ali. Uh, she's yeah. doing it to raise her profile. Uh, will it work? <laughs> well, this is the thing. and It may raise her profile, but the worrying thing for me is that he will make a celebrity of one or two of the violent inmates that are in there. <laughs> You know, and then suddenly, you know, they'll have their own chat shows, get angry with a guest, punch them, or even stab them or something. Where does where do you draw the line? What That's if amazing. people start talking about the inmates rather than the, the six or seven contestants who are going in? I actually hadn't thought of that. That's amazing. We're gonna have celebrity inmates. Maybe that's the maybe that's the follow up. <laughs> now, Greg, I know you're looking for your next TV project. Would you consider going to prison? <laughs> no. Blooming wouldn't. Because no. I was thinking, you know, we could option the rights. We could make the UK version. Uh, is there a prison in Scarborough? <laughs> you'd think it was like you'd think it was an open prison. You walk around. <laughs> honestly, you walk around this place, mate. It, it is like it's like people. It's like the people who have been turned down for, for the Jeremy Kyle show because they're too common. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were to say, say the people who were turned down for prison because they were too <laughs> criminal. Um, wow, you know, you're not a fan of Scarborough? Uh, I was only saying it for comedic purposes. <laughs> Scarborough is a lovely place and the people are delightful. Oh. I said that in a, a dumb O'Leary voiceover way. That's the funniest thing you've ever said. Uh, the footage is so <laughs> shocking that A&E have already commissioned a second series. An A&E spokesman said, this is about science, not about ratings. Do we believe him? That's a lot of cobblers, isn't it? <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, the follow-up series will be in A&E. I like it. will be following the contestants who have been stabbed in the aorta or whatever. That was the TV podcast with Chuck Thomas and Greg Scott. Oh, um, yeah, but there you go, Greg. Thank you so much. What, what, how, how are you spending the evening? What, what are you up to? Uh, tonight, uh, I'm going to take the dog for a walk, oh. uh, and then I'm going to do her anal glands. <laughs> oh, no, I've got to. They stink. They stink. They stink like one of Heston Blumenthal's weird dishes. Now, I don't have a dog. I don't know what that is and what that means. Is that... Well, their what, anal what glands that? can fill up with fluid, and some of this fluid sometimes, if they do a little guff... Uh, I'm sorry, this is tea time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about this. Um, if you're listening to this and you're eating, I'm, I'm really sorry, but, you know, dogs, anal glands, problem. I love her and everything, but I can do without doing this, you know, getting in there and, and squeezing and 
What I don't understand is they've made a TV show on everything, except on. your dog's anal glands. Oh, my goodness me. Now, now, that would be it, wouldn't it? That would be it. Celebrity okay, get, anal gland extruding. Give me the pitch. I'm the head of Channel 5. You've just come in. Uh, you own Greg Scott Enterprises. Go. What's the show? Uh, hi, I'm from Greg Scott Enterprises, GSE for short. Um, I've got this great idea for a show. Uh, you can choose the uh, the presenter. I don't care who it is as long as it's someone I don't like. We want Stephen and- Mulhern. Okay, Stephen Mulhern, you can have Stephen Mulhern for this. Um, and what people have got to do, they've got to find unique ways to clear the anal glands <laughs> of dogs. Um, and the one who does it in the most uh, entertaining or um, conversely disgusting way uh, will win uh, a contract for another show. Okay, we have the uh, we have the list here of people who could do this. Uh, Joey Essex is interested. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Jennifer Ellison from Brookside. Uh, yeah. Her agent said she'll do it for free. Yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And also we've got Jay McDonald from The Cruise. Uh, she will do it only if she gets, uh, oh, a night away with Greg Scott. Uh, well, let's go for Jane, yeah, because she's, she's still quite fit. Uh, but, so but she uh, as long as she washes her hands after sorting my dog's angle glands out, <laughs> then uh, we're on for it. That was the TV podcast with Chuck Thomas and Greg Scott.